Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. So glad you are here. My God, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it. I got three dogs. Uh, uh, look at, look at O'Neal there. It's, he's just saying, Hey, can't, have you noticed how awesome I am? Just lay in there. All three of them. I love that. Hope you're doing well. Your old pal, Eric Zane. Um, I think on the road to recovery after, uh, the, the news of, wow, just it. A bizarre, anxiety-filled week. And I think I know what triggered it. Uh, I'll just leave it there. I know what brought it on. Been building. So today is the day I was actually able to make an appointment with the doc. So, you know, I'm sending all these messages. Hey, I don't know what's up. And then finally, uh, I said, okay, I'm just going to call. I get this nurse on the phone and um, she goes, oh yeah, I see your messages. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what this is for. You know, you, you, it's supposed to be, I, I send the messages to three people. She goes, oh, I see all those messages to the three people. I go, yeah, I know. Crazy. Wouldn't it be something if someone like at least said, hey, I got your message. I'll be right with you. No, no. So I had a follow up with the fucking phone call. And like, oh yeah, th- this one's out and this person's not in. And that, yeah, um, we live in a day and an age when all that shit shows up on their phone. Somebody's got to, got to do that. I mean, I, I am in, I'm in fucking distress. Can at least someone, uh, I don't know that isn't it? Doctors are on call 24 hours out of the three of them. I didn't hear shit. So that began the process of calling, hitting a uh, uh, press one for family medicine, two for pediatrics, three for gynecology and obstetrics, four. For, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I hit that. And then uh, this, you know, this continues on, you know, a lot of prompter buttons. And then you get like the main hospital network person, not actually at the physical location where I go. And I explain all of this shit because, you know, after like five minutes of explaining, I'm going to just connect you to the actual office. I'm like, yeah, I mean, well, it, it, you could have saved me all of this explanation. She's like, well, I can't handle it. So I'm going to pass you off. It's like, yeah, I wish that would have happened in the first place. Finally get uh, passed off to a nurse explain all this and that's when she goes oh my god yeah i see you sent all those messages I'm like yeah i did i did and she goes well um you know it looks like you've been on this medicine for quite some time i said yes seven years nearly seven years she goes well maybe uh it might uh it might be something that we need to take a look at and I said, okay, where do we begin? She goes, you got to come see us. I go, sounds good. When can I come? Not today. This is yesterday. I go, no problem. Just tell me when. She says, okay, it's not your regular doctor. We can see you Friday, today at 345. I go, 
That sounds great. Put me right in there. Meanwhile, I'm in touch with Ray. Ray's my guy. I've been talking to Ray for, let's see, on and off. Oh, my God. 15 years. So I reach out to make a buddy. My brain's cooked. I need help. He goes, oh, I barely practice anymore. I go, I don't give a shit. He goes, well, I still have office hours uh, this day and this day. I'm at a conference right now. Let's do it. I go, oh, thank God. So I am I am not a, uh, a, a fuck around. I'm not a wait and see guy. If I get a hangnail, I go to the hospital. So, yeah, I, uh, man, um, and, and, and here's the long and the short of it. What brought this on, this is now the second time in my life that something has triggered um, a bout of anxiety, big time. The first one was when I got fired from free beer. I did not have a bout of anxiety when I got fired from PBL. But this one was so intense and it doesn't add up. I, I, the reaction should not have been as wild. It's all, for me, it's all about inventing scenarios that I convince myself will happen. I'm like, oh, okay, well, all right, now. And then my mind just goes in weird places and uh, it, it, it keeps, I sit bolt upright in the middle of the night, wake my wife up. You won't believe what's going on. Oh my God. So it's it's uh it it's it's not appropriate response. And again, these are all things that have not happened. Uh while that was going on, I will tell you this. In one of these days, one of these nights that uh, that I woke up, I was obsessed with the fact and concerned that you know how like on your roof little bits of moss will grow on the roof this is how crazy i am months ago dale had told me to buy a product and spray it on there and it will kill that growth because you don't want that because it damages the roof i sat up in the middle of the night and woke up diana and i go we're gonna need a whole new roof she's like what I never did that. I never sprayed that shit on there. So the, the moss on there is going to, is going to destroy the roof. And she, she's like, who are you? So I was all worked up about that. Is that not the craziest thing at the time though? It was insanely real to me. This is how fucked up I am. The other time, um, this is all in the last two weeks. I sat up and I go, Oh shit. I think Bruce has fleas. Why do you say that? Because I didn't give him his flea medication. And he was around other dogs. He no doubt he has fleas right now. They're on us. She's like, you asshole. Go back to bed. It's the winter. Dog doesn't have fleas. <sighs> Shit. The only time I'm putting it together, 
is when I'm staying active and doing this show, talking to you. I'm like, oh, thank God I can go to the show so I can stop thinking like a fucking animal, like a crazy person. I like Nick. I deal with anxiety the old-fashioned way. Scotch and a ciggy. <laughs> I love that. Um, by the way, when I was uh, getting grifted in Florida by that guy trying to sell me a timeshare, we were out in front of the uh, hotel and somebody had put like a, a cigarette out in the smoker's outpost. So it fell to the bottom of the smoker's outpost and had lit a bunch of other cigarettes on fire. So there was smoke pouring out of it like a chimney. And I was so bored. I started to like fan the smoke into my, into my lungs and so I could breathe it because it smelled so good. Yeah, I know that's weird. I know it should be gross, but it wasn't. And, uh, and she goes, what the fuck are you doing, you asshole? I go, ah, whatever. It's my way. I'm having a heater. I go, you got a cigarette? Give me a cigarette right now. She says, fuck you. All right. So that's what's going on. So I feel pretty decent about that, I guess. Uh, not as uh, palpable. The anxiety is not as palpable today. Did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. Ben revealed his health update that he is a diabetic. He uh he has eaten himself into the diabetes, which is rough. You got to okay, so you do that, then you got to eat your way out of it. You know, you can actually keep yourself off meds if you, you know, start to eat more appropriately. There's there's a specific diet you can do. Um and so now it's like it's fucking you up. Motherfucker was watching the football game and he couldn't see like the score. Um So what he did was you know he's like oh my god I I can't even I can't even make out the score of the big game. What the hell is going on? Hang on a second here. I got to send Rick a message. I just emailed it, period. Check your email. Maybe that will work. Um, and then his, uh, his better half is like, hmm, those symptoms seem a little weird. So then she, I'm going to steal the thunder if you're hoping to watch Ben and Eric later on. She tested his uh, blood sugar and it was like way high. She's like, oh boy, it's supposed to be like between 80 and 115 or something like that. Tested it again, still way high, going higher. That can fuck you up. They go to the doctors, it's high. And he goes, okay, man, you, welcome to the world of the diabetes. Poor guy. Um... But I think he's feeling all right. He's on some uh, pill medication he has to take like three times a day. And he's going to have to do some behavior modification. Also, speaking of health, uh, it's not in question anymore for Lisa Marie Presley. Died last night. The daughter of Elvis. 
54 years old. Cardiac arrest. Is that the new term now? Or did, I mean, did they say before massive heart attack, widowmaker uh, killed her? Now it's like everybody's saying cardiac arrest. And uh, she does not play for the bills. So no one rushed on uh, into the house with a defibrillator to help her. Already, the usual assholes are suggesting it's because she was vaccinated. For the 8 millionth time, the vaccine does not cause your heart to explode. That is a myth made up by the lunatics that exist in the world. For the next several years, if anyone dies, the anti-vaxxers, the Ottawa Impacts, the Allendale School Board, the Ottawa County Commissioners are going to suggest that the vaccine killed whoever, okay? My anxiety right now is brought on by the vaccine according to the Allendale School Board. That's how stupid these assholes are. Fuck them, fuck off. Lisa Marie uh, has kind of been scrutinized. Her appearance on the Golden Globes. Uh, Austin Butler, who played her dad in that film, uh, Elvis, that biopic, which is great, by the way. It's a great, great movie. You got to see that fucking thing. In fact, audio check, video check. This is a clip from the Elvis movie. If you have not yet seen this movie, this is kind of like a trailer. Don't be thrown off by Tom Hanks' character who plays uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Watch this shit. Come on, you got it. Oops. Sorry. What the fuck am I doing? Get on in. They've already announced you on the radio. Come on. Let's go. He's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome to a Mr. Elvis Presley. This is his first appearance on the Hayride Show. Get a haircut, buttercup. Oh, yeah. Get a haircut, buttercup. That asshole's talking shit to him because he's wearing the pink suit. Little does that asshole know he's about to make his girlfriend gush. I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. Well, you may go to college. You may go to school. You may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you make nobody true. You see those chicks looking at him? That look. Those looks. You may have a pink Cadillac, but don't you make those three <laughs> they're like oh my god i'm gonna have sex with that man you may have a pink cadillac but don't you make look at the looks the wiggle the what damn girls won't see you wiggle Move, man. now 
want you to pay attention to the music here that Baz Luhrmann put in. That's the guy who made this movie. You've got all sorts of moments where he's doing his thing, Elvis, and the music doesn't fit the genre, but it fits the moment. You know what I mean? Like this is the 1950s. You didn't hear screeching guitars, but he did a good job of really kind of in an artful way, putting this whole story on its ear. Poor son of a bitch has to has to go on stage after Elvis. Please, Lord, don't let him hurt my baby. Hurt him? Looks like they want to. Now I don't know nothing about music. Look at this chick. And that girl's eyes. She's she losing it. The taste of forbidden fruit. She could have eaten him alive. He was my destiny. Okay. It's a great movie. Um, Lisa Marie, young Lisa Marie, is... Um, featured somewhat in the film as, as a little girl. Um, and, uh, you know, he was like nine years, she was like nine years old when he died. And, uh, she is now deceased. This is her on the golden globes. Hey, guess what? Uh, we found Billy Bush. Uh, this guy, he has had to take the long road back since the moment in time when he was heard uh, laughing when Trump made the grab him by the pee comment. All that guy did is went, ha, 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 and his career was wiped out. Here he is on the red carpet of the Golden Globes talking with Lisa Marie. I don't know who the dude is, but... Everybody here said because of this and another clip that I'm going to play for you that she seemed unsteady and slurring her words. Oh, tonight will be a, a wonderful night for Elvis. Yes, I hope so. And have you gotten to know Austin Butler a little bit? Yeah, I, I'm going to grab your arm. Yes. Um, a, a lot, a lot, actually. I and adore him. When you first saw him, what did you think? You mean in the movie? Yeah, just saw him, yeah, in the role. I was mind blown, truly. I actually had to take like five days to process it. You see, I don't, I don't hear the slurring of the words or anything like that. And she's always, she's had that kind of like uh, eyes are half open look, which is her dad's eyes, if you uh, can envision that. And if you've ever seen a picture of her late son, the kid who, uh, the 27 year old who took his own life, he looks just like her and just like his, his grandpa. Because it was so spot on and authentic. What do you think the biggest challenge was? Is it the singing or is there certain characteristic to, to pull off? A look, a twinkle, or something? Characteristics, mannerisms, the singing, the talking without 
without doing it in like in like a caricature way, like it's been done in the past. Yeah. You know, it's kind of done like in a sort of funny, joking way, the way he spoke. Yeah. But Austin actually got it and did it per perfectly without making it sort of comical or. And he didn't overdo it. Amazing. Right. And you he didn't overdo it. You live. Don't you live in Montecito, Santa Barbara area? Uh, no, I don't. Not anymore. Okay. No. <laughs> Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I did. Way to go, Billy. One point, yeah. What is that? Why the fuck do you want to know where she lives? Here we are. She's talking about him nailing the accent. Billy goes, so where are you living these days? Amazing. Right. And you didn't overdo it. You live. Don't you live in Montecito, Santa Barbara area? No, I don't. Not anymore. Okay. No, you did. She should say, didn't you laugh when Donald Trump said, grab him by the pussy? I did at one point, yeah. It's terrible up there right now. I know. Really awful. Uh, can, is there a performance tonight? Is Austin going to perform? Have you heard anything like that? I don't think so. I don't that would know. be fun, wouldn't it? It would be great. <laughs> Swivel those hips, baby. Billy is fucking this shit up. He doesn't know anything. You don't just, like, drop these bombs on people. Hey, is he performing? I don't know. I didn't produce this fucking show. I'm just here to hang on to this guy and talk to you, idiot. Maybe let's get going. He looks great. Well, good to see you both. He's, Thank he's, you. He's just about to come. Nice meeting you. Right nice back. meeting. Is he coming now? Coming I just now. went on vacation the same place as him. A handsome guy. Yeah. What the fuck, Billy? What are you talking about? I just went on vacation to the same place as him. And she's uh, the poor uh, uh, Lisa Marie's trying to talk and then escort whoever the fuck this guy is jumps in, uh, 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 talks all over her. He looks great. Well, good to see you both. He's, Thank he's you. He's just about to come. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting. Is he coming? Oh, oh, oh. I just went on vacation the same place as him. She keeps touching her nose. Now, I don't know. She might be uh, on something. Who knows? I, whatever. Doesn't matter. She has had a history. She's had a tough time over the years. Handsome guy. Yeah. Oh. All right. And then um, here dude is, I forget who the chick, I think it's his sister. Uh, and uh, then Lisa Marie kind of drops in. Are you of this kid right here? I am so amazingly proud. I can hardly even express it in words. I am I'm happy that you are just as protective over him as I am because I see him as a little 12-year-old boy that I need to protect too. I mean, we've got the family in here. Come on up. Hey, Lisa, how are you? I just, I just photo, what did I photobomb you? No, 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 it's perfect. So what was it like watching Austin on stage and during this movie and the making of this movie? It was mind-blowing, <laughs> truly mind-blowing. I really didn't know what, it, what to do with myself after, after I saw it. Yeah. I, I had to take like five days to process it mm -hmm. because it was so incredible and so spot-on and so authentic that, yeah, I, I can't even describe what, what it meant. We just celebrated your dad's birthday a couple days ago. So what does it mean to you to be here? Yeah, I guess he would have been 88. Here tonight, you know, in just a couple days after his birthday, celebrating him again in a way that the masses are saying, we see you. I'm, you know, I'm just so proud of it all. Um, it, it's all flowing really nicely together. I have the birthday right now. And, you know, I'm here to support Austin and Baz and the film. And I'm so excited and I hope he wins. You know, he deserves it. We don't have to eat any shoes. Not but yet. I'm not sure what that means. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're waiting for that one. All right. So that was a couple nights ago. 
Um, and then yesterday, I just uh, I see this the news. Oh my God, she had a heart. She had a she went into full cardiac arrest. They showed up. They did the old uh, try to bring her back. They pumped her full of uh, epinephrine, trying to get some type of pulse. Next thing you know, uh, Lisa Marie is um, is gone. Mother Pr- Mother Priscilla makes the announcement. Cole writes when Billy Bush was interviewing, he's panicking. Quick, grab her by the pussy. Jesus Christ. Uh, Baz Luhrmann. Yes, that's the dude who um, made the film. I don't, uh, I don't get the whole, yeah, she was slurring and stumbling around. I, I just didn't, I mean, she's a little slow paced and, uh, I don't know. She did a lot of drugs. Maybe her brain's a little cooked to begin with. Could very well be the case, but who the fuck knows? I was doing some uh, research about her and she was the, um, heir to Graceland. She sold a lot of it. She still owned 15% of it, though. At the time of her passing, Lisa Marie still profited from tourism of Graceland. In 2022, this seems low to me. Lisa Marie reported earning $4,361 a month as an employee of Graceland. Lisa Marie's... Annual income fluctuated greatly throughout her life. In November 2022, she reportedly earned 104000 per month from Elvis Presley Enterprises. How do people even know that? Uh, she also has, um, as she looked at, she was looking at an annual income of about $1.3 million because of Graceland. I would have thought she'd be worth like $500 million, but I think she kind of uh, spent it as quickly as she got it from what I'm understanding. Contrary to popular belief, Elvis Presley's estate doesn't own the royalties to Elvis Presley's music. Uh, in 1973, Elvis is then manager that crook, Colonel Tom Parker, arranged for Elvis to sell his entire catalog for $5 million to cover his gambling debt. As such, his estate doesn't profit from most of his releases. That's incredibly sad to me, including his biggest hits, but they do earn money from copyrights of some of the tracks Elvis covered. The value of Graceland specifically is unclear, but it's the biggest moneymaker for Elvis Presley's estate to date. Property boasts an entertainment complex, hotel, and museum, in addition to the mansion itself, generated an estimated $150 million in revenue for the city of Memphis annually. Rest in peace. Lisa Marie. My God. Uh, All right. Thank you for following the show, watching it live. For those watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it's time to say goodbye. I will send you on your way. If you want the full show, you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Send me an email on the shoreliner striping inbox, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Always good to hear from you. Please do that. And as always, you can download the full audio podcast wherever you download shows. 
All right, they're gone. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you. And Frank Fuss brings you the YouTube channel, uh, My Policy Shop Insurance. All right. Where am I? Oh, my God. Patreon. Sign up on Patreon for 11 bonus episodes a week, five daily bonus shows. The two lost Zane recordings, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, the insane asylum, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, and now on Saturdays, who are these Zanes? Ben and I recorded who are these Zanes yesterday. Okay, the preview of this is, um, it's follow-up to the show two weeks ago where NPR Brian and I talked extensively about throwing snowballs at cars for like two hours, which was embarrassing. These are all embarrassing. The follow-up for that show was the next two hours of that show. Apparently, I was talking politics, and it sucks. Oh, my God. Uh, Ben had some really, really hilarious moments where he just couldn't believe the things that were uh, being said on the radio back then. In, uh, I think it was January of 98 or something like that. I don't know. Absolutely horrible. It was uh, centering around the Clinton impeachment. And I was going to the phones with a phone pole. Oh, my God. So there you go. Uh, Who are these Zanes on Patreon? We had some hilarity at the house yesterday. First part of this is an update to a story that I talked about on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Because I finished up recording Who Are These Zanes? And then Ben and I have maybe a couple of minutes where we can use the restroom. And then immediately people start showing up um, on Zoom to be the audience members for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. I walk out of here. And uh, out into the hallway. And I'm immediately overcome with the smell of hot puke. And it's it's bad. It's a it's it's cheese. It's hot puke cheese. And um like all right, the dog must have vomited. But I don't I mean I've been around dog vomit a lot in my life. I don't recall it smelling like uh, puke cheese. Like the kind of puke where you're at the bar all night drinking and then somebody gives you mozzarella sticks and you hammer like six of those. And then by the time you get home, you got the spins and you wake up in a stone cold sweat and you, and you puke in the bed. A hot cheese puke. That's the type of smell it was. And it was intense. And I was like, okay, where is it? So I'm searching. I'm looking on the bed. Maybe the dog puked on the bed. I look around the upstairs area. I can't find the pile of puke. Diane, can you come up here a minute? She comes up. I go, do you smell that? She goes, no. I go, well, I do. And I've told you many times, my nose is... Not as good as a German shepherd, but it's better than a human. I can smell everything. 
with this nose. It's incredibly effective. I go, there's puke somewhere. She goes, I don't think there's puke anywhere. I, go, can, I can smell it. There is a pile of puke somewhere, and it's, it's concentrated in this general area. Now, I don't know this at the time, but what I did learn is that the smell actually originated down the steps on the main level of the house and worked their way up the steps. The puke has risen up. I don't know that at the time. I'm suspecting that I'm at, at the ground zero of the puke factory upstairs. Nothing. Can't find it. She goes, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Eric. All right, fine. I do the show. It's uh, 8.30 in the evening. I walk into the bedroom. Smell is gone. Out into the hall. Smell is gone. Okay. All right. I don't care. I'll find it at some point. I go down the stairs and uh, in the kitchen. I see something that catches my eye and I'm like, I think I'll have that to eat. I think I know. Okay, so there's a poverty nachos recipe you can make. And you take the Tostitos or whatever tortilla chips and you put them on a paper plate and you sprinkle uh, your favorite cheese on them. You heat it up in the microwave and then you put sour cream and salsa on it. And it's, it's shit, but it's, it's, it's like the worst bar food ever. And that's what I was in the mood for, you know? And so I see that someone else has uh, also done this. And uh, I go, oh, I think I want to get that. I want to try that too. And then uh, I said, hey, Diane, are we out of cheese? And she goes, yeah. Uh, and then something triggers in her head and she goes, hey, come here. So I, I go over there and she goes, um, here's my plate. Is this what you smelled? And I go, and I sniff it and it's a strong, but a bad cheese smell. And I go, that's it. That's the hot puke. You, what is up? And she goes, well, I had nachos. I go, well, what was wrong with the cheese? And she goes, nothing. I go, I don't know about that. I mean, typically if I smell cheese, I smell cheese. I don't smell cheese puke. I go, where's the package? She goes, it's on the uh, counter. And I was fucking right, man. I went in there and on the package, it says uh, cheese blend, Colby and Swiss or Colby and cheddar. And it, it, okay. I took, I took one look at it and you can actually see the, what's left of the cheese still in there. And it has like this wet appearance to it. It doesn't look bright and fresh in any way, shape, or form. And then right on the front, it says, uh, there's a date. It says September 4, 2022. And I go, Diane, you're eating rancid cheese. That's why the whole fucking house smells like hot puke. She goes, oh, well, what? I go, yeah, yeah, look. We're in mid-January, so... All of September, September, October, November, December. This is four and a half months too old. If this, if we, if it was early September, I wouldn't have eaten this cheese. You're eating it four and a half months too late. That was the, that was the hot puke smell. And you ate that. She goes, oh, tasted fine. I go, oh, what the fuck? You fucking animal. God damn. 
Oh. Drew writes, reminds me of a different smelly story from before. It's in your paws, E. It's in your paws. Kyle says that reads Best Buy. So if it's four months late, it won't taste the best. Well, I I got news for you. It smelled like puke. So if it smells like puke, that's what it tastes like. A ROM with a callback. Kind of like hot wings eating rotten beans. Yep, that was bad. I'll never forget it. I was sitting there in the office and I'm like, same thing. What's that smell? And everyone's like, and there's all the, the one food source is the beans. I go, let me see those fucking beans. Sniffed it. I go, these are uh, spoiled. This is spoiled. How old is this? Oh, I mean, yeah, you're eating food that has tons of bacteria in it. That's what I'm smelling. And uh, he's so fucking stubborn. He ate the rest of the goddamn beans. And then he went in the bathroom and made himself throw up because he thought better of it. I will tell you this. With the reference to, it's in your paws, E! When I touched that chick on her no-no, and then my hand smelled for days after, despite watch, washing it with Ajax uh, uh, fucking uh, scrubbing shit. She smelled worse than the cheese. Her body, I would have rather have eaten rancid cheese and then put my then put my mouth on her no-no, which I did not put my mouth on her no-no. It was just my hand. And my God, it was the worst. Ryan writes, Trump was right, referring to her as queen of the wasteland. So I was kind of grossed out by my wife yesterday. More shenanigans. I'm uh, downstairs hauling uh, these giant containers of Christmas shit down the steps that she'd been on me to get rid of. This is stressing me out. It's giving me an anxiety attack. We have to get this downstairs. I go, all right, I'll do it. I'll help you. Let's do this. So I bring all the shit downstairs. She goes, and uh, then I'm cleaning the cat box. She goes, oh, God, I got to go to the bathroom. I go, well, if you have to, go downstairs. She goes, no, I'm going to go upstairs. She goes upstairs, and she goes into uh, the NFK's bathroom, which is not a bathroom that I like to be in. But anyway, she went in there, and, and she's it's. She has to she has to sit down for extended time. We're talking about, you know, you know. That's where that ends. Except it doesn't. Because in this order, that's what I heard. And what I'm about to explain to you happened in about two seconds of time. I suddenly heard her scream. Then I heard the NFK scream. Then I heard her laughing. Uh, I forgot a key detail. I heard a door open. I heard her scream. Then him scream. Then her laughing. And then less of her laughing because the door was closed. And then I heard the NFK walking. I go up the steps and I go, 
Did you walk in on her in the bathroom? And he goes, yeah, fucking A. She didn't lock the fucking door. Motherfucking, motherfucking shit. Ah, fucking, she didn't lock the door. Scared the fucking shit out of me. And I can still hear, <laughs> So in that order, she goes, ah. She's nude. Well, she's on the toilet. So it's, that, that, there's never, no one looks great on the toilet. You always look like a pile of shit on the toilet. It's just fucked up, you know? She's on the toilet. He walks in, sees her. She screams, which scares the shit out of him. And his face and his scream makes her laugh uncontrollably on the toilet. He walks back. He's all fucking crazy about it now. It's the end of the world. Tyler says, shit, fuck. I walked in and all I saw was cinnamon muff. So then I, uh, I actually peeked in there. I go, what have you done? What have you done to your brother? And she's still just fucking laughing hysterically. Oh my God. What a day. What a day. I said to her, I go lock the door from now on. I mean, this is hilarious. I'm glad it happened, but you should lock the door. No brother should see his sister nude on the toilet. But he has no shame because one time she was in the bathroom before she had a chance to clear out. This is when he first moved to the house. So more than two years ago. And uh, I said, we got to get you in the shower. This is bad. And he got all pissed off at me and he immediately just took off his pants. There was, and he at the time wasn't wearing underwear. So I'm like, and he's, he says, Completely nude in front of his sister. Now, what the fuck? Are you serious? I'm like, well, just give her a second to get out of here, man. I mean, Jesus. Okay. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department for being part of the show. Their uh, web address is accesskent.com slash health. If you need information about immunizations for the little ones at little or no cost reach out to the kent county health department accesskent.com slash health measles mumps rubella whooping cough pertussis meningitis fuck meningitis the bacterial meningitis i don't know if there's an immunization for bacterial meningitis that's what killed jeff beck for fuck's sake I think we're talking about viral meningitis. Anyway, it's a, it's a shame. I keep hearing more and more people say, who's Jeff Beck? Damn it. Not a generational performer, but easily one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Holy shit. I actually watched some of his videos um, yesterday. And, uh, in fact, let me, let me get this. Jeff Beck Live 2022. All right, this is the one. Now, this is 
The guy looks like fuck. He always has been super skinny. He looks like, well, he looks like a poster child for feed the children. I mean, he's super skinny and uh, really strange looking, but, uh, and he's always looked the same. I mean, he looked like this when he was like 18 years old. Now, this is, uh, this is one of his signature songs, primarily instrumental shit called uh, Freeway Jam. He would play, uh, uh, interestingly, when he's on his hand, he's using his thumbnail to strum, which is an interesting way to play. And then the other four fingers also are working. I love the band because they're all chicks. You got the chick bass player. She's hot as hell. And then the chick drummer, she's hot as hell. It gets better, don't worry. He's just getting warmed up. But, I mean, he looks like fuck. There's no question. September of 2022, one of his last performances. 78 years old. comes the melody. You're like, how much more of this are you going to make us watch? Easy. How much more are you going to make us watch? Anyway. Um, okay. Speaking of um, guitar, wait till you see the video I have to share for you coming up. About a guy who tried to steal a guitar from fucking Guitar Center. Thank you, Ryan, for sending that one. Wow. First off, though, thank you to my friends at uh, Tag Accounting. The Tax Hobbit, Troy Ginzer, 616-301-9516. Tis the season to get your taxes done. Start the process by reaching out to Tag Accounting. Lovely lady by the name of Christina is going to pick up the phone and get started with you and all you need to do. Hey, I listened to the Eric Zane Show podcast. He told me to call you about getting my taxes done. You're going to save yourself a ton of time. You're going to get more money back and you don't have to worry about it. You just give this guy all the information that uh, they ask for and then you're like, all right, see you later. All right, uh, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, we're going to do your taxes on April 1st at 2 p.m. Keep your phone handy in case we have any questions. Now, if you want, you can see the genius at work and sit in front of him and and watch him as he does your return for you if you're in the area. 
Some of you uh, have a business. Like I know Jacob Bennett calls upon Troy for his tax services. So whatever it is, personal taxes, business taxes, please consider tag accounting. Three months out of the year they advertise on the show. Please bang on the door of tag accounting. 616-301-9516. If you got another person doing your taxes, don't do that. Have Troy do it at tag accounting. Uh, two days until the deadline for healthcare, the latest deadline. Like if you sign up for your healthcare on like, uh, the, what do you call it? The exchange healthcare.gov, the marketplace. That's the word I was looking for within the next two days on February one, you will have your health insurance for you and your family. Reach out to Frank Fuss. He'll help you every step of the way. 616-914-4070. Navigating healthcare.gov is sometimes a little weird. So have Frank do it for you. And it's free. He doesn't charge for his services. He makes his money from the insurance companies. He's also an expert in Medicare and Social Security. If uh, you probably, if you or someone you know or love, takes uh use uses those entitlements you might need they might need a medicare social security checkup frank's also an expert on any other type of insurance and if he's not he can give you a referral to the right people frank fuss my policy shop insurance 616-914-4070 call or text 616-914-4070 Audio check, video check. This was just uploaded 13 hours ago. Don't know if it's old and then just re-uploaded or what. But there's a subreddit called There Was an Attempt. And I think the dude here who looks like Lonely Nick in Maine is the guy making the attempt the guitar center employee escorting him out with his pants with the the dude's pants hanging off him is going to learn the hard way what happens when you try to steal from this guitar center store now what's amazing about this video is that the guy actually has the guitar in his hand okay so the guy's being escorted out he's being escorted out and on the way out he grabs this guitar i think he wants to use it as a weapon now they're escorting him out because he had tried to steal something else maybe a pack of strings or something like that now he has the guitar (laughs) he tries to swing it he doesn't smash it And now Guitar Center guy throws him in a rear naked choke. Now that's it. Game over at that point. You hear the guy shooting the video laughing as he, as he's, uh, as he's, as he he grabs a guitar. Secure the guitar. Get the guitar away. All right. You're going to leave right now. Do you understand me? Boy, he's cinched deep there. 
Do you understand me? You are leaving this store right fucking now. Okay, the guy gives thumbs up. Lonely Nick gives thumbs up. He can't speak because he's getting nowhere. He's going to go to bed in about one second. Right? You're going to chill. Now he's tapping out. <laughs> Lonely Nick is tapping out to, to the uh, employee who's got him in the rear naked choke. Do you understand me? You are leaving this store right fucking now. Right? You're going to gently let you up. Now, get up. Get the, get the fuck up. There you go. Right by the belt. Okay, now he's, he's, he's grabbing him like the way Joe's grandpa used to throw him out of the garden. That'd be, that could be any old Joe. Guy goes, fuck that guy. Okay, now he doesn't throw him out. He just sets him on the ground. Good job, dude. The dude just comes in. Guy on camera goes out. Lonely Nick is now screaming on the ground like he's injured. He's not. A little more to this. And I'll put this, of course, in the show notes if you're listening to the audio podcast later. Okay, now the guy's laying face down on the cement, and I have a feeling he's just sad and embarrassed. I don't think he's hurt. He's just laying there, spread eagle. Now watch, someone throws his shoe out. The, the guy's shoe fell off at one point. They throw the shoe out. And that's it. Holy fuck. I wonder if... I wonder if anybody called the cops on him. Uh, brings to mind the one time I almost... I've told this story before. Uh, I almost got busted for shoplifting. It was in college. Uh, a group of us would drive up to the town, the next uh, up the road, Claire. And they had a uh, grocery store called Giant. And uh, they they would, for some reason, they'd sell a lot of other shit there. They had like a audio department and you, there was CDs there. And that was at the time when CDs were sold in those long boxes, which come to find out that they did that to make it, make them more difficult to steal. That wasn't stopping your thief friend, Eric Zane, who I grabbed a copy of, uh, I don't know, it was some REM record. And uh, I put the uh, put it in my jacket underneath my arm. But I'm pretty sure you could see underneath that, I, that there was like a, a point sticking out of my jacket. It was pretty obvious. Well, we all walk in, four, four dudes, four college guys, and we all immediately split up and go in different directions. And one of the guys did get nabbed. And the store personnel said that the second we all walked in there, told my, my buddy um, who got nabbed and, and arrested, um, busted for shoplifting, was, yeah, the second you all walked in there, the whole store was on high alert. They've seen it before. What you assholes are doing, we've seen all the time. College fucks 
come into our town and do our store and they steal shit. You dumb motherfuckers. The second you walked in there, we knew and we had our eye on you. And then apparently he said, and the guy with the nose, me, we knew he had a CD and he's lucky he ditched it because my spider sense started tingling for some reason. I don't know why. All I know is that at some point I pulled it out of my coat and I, I put it back on the shelf and left the store. And uh, Chris says, townies against the college boys. Absolutely. So they had their eye on me, and they were getting ready to bust me. Had I not had my spider sense tingling, I'd have been fucked. Holy shit. I think I was dating Diana at the time. I guess I don't know. It might have been in the first semester when I wasn't dating uh diana which by the way i need to look at the fucking calendar here it's 2023 i gotta go back to 1989 i think we just hit an important date i know that tomorrow is the anniversary of our very first date okay yeah Saturday, January 14, 1989 is the anniversary of our first date. Rick, I'll get to you in just a second. And uh, went over there and uh, to Sweeney Hall. And um, somehow she managed to get her finger smashed in a door. And she broke her finger. And I don't know if that was before the movie or after the movie. It might have been after the movie. Now, I know there's a lot of fingering jokes that you all are plotting in your head. But I'll have you know that we did not have sex after that movie. Radio voice Linda says Sweeney Hall is where she met Diana. That, and did you two, didn't you two have a lesbian affair? Or was I dreaming that? <laughs> All right. So that was January 14. On January 8, that was the day. So that means one, two, three, four, five, six days prior. January 8, I had gotten back from Christmas break. The chick I was dating broke up with me. And then I walked, uh, I was kind of relieved by that. I walked down the steps from her room, which was also in Sweeney Hall. Diana was at the desk. Hey, Diana. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm well. Uh, it's kind of weird. I just broke up. Julie just broke up with me, so I'm kind of whatever. Now, this isn't the chick who, it's in your pause, It's a different chick. Um. Small talk, small talk. And I said, how's your boyfriend? She said, what boyfriend? Days earlier, Diana and her boyfriend, who was some dude in the Marines, uh, they broke up. So she goes, what boyfriend? And I was like, huh. So right away, I was thinking, I got a shot. 
So I marched my ass back. Um, for some reason, I went over to Martha's room. It's in your pause, Because we, we still chatted. I didn't want to touch her vagina. But uh, and she and her, um, her roommates, we were all pals. And so I go, hey, that Diana, I think, I th- I think I'm going to ask her out. And they go, oh, no, she's got a boyfriend. I go, no, she doesn't. She does not have a boyfriend. She just told me. They go, uh, yeah, but she's a, she's a senior. You're a freshman. I go, I don't care. I think I'm going to ask her out. I think she likes me. I didn't have to because she asked me out. When she asked me to the uh, uh, snowflake ball or whatever the fuck it is. The winter fiesta or some shit. Well, anyway, uh, after that, you go to the movies. We see Candyman. You remember that movie? Candyman? Candyman? Adam writes, quote, want to be together together forever with your main man, Easy Rhyme. My God. So tomorrow is the, so that would mean 89, 99, 09, 19. That would be the 34th anniversary of our first date tomorrow. Motherfuck. Holy shit. Does anybody else have a, a more of a longevity with their, with their significant other than, than uh, your old pal, Eric Zane? Let's bring in this legend for Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. Hey, can you hold on a minute? I'm just burning some documents in my garage. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. What's up? Good morning, Rick. How are you? Good, good morning, Zane, and whatever the entourage that is the listeners is being called these days. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, is is are you getting like uh, a call there? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not even really open yet, so uh, they can wait a second. How's business at TC Paintball? Really busy. We're in our we're in our busy stretch for an indoor paintball field. January, February, and March are insane for us, and that's what we're in the middle of right now. So it's busier because there's less areas to play, and just less to do in general, right? Um, so we'll sneak outside when we can, when the weather allows it, but the indoor is guaranteed. And then, um, you know, so you got your recreational players that are just looking for something to do, but then your regular players who normally have a home field in their area, those outdoor home fields are typically closed this time of year. So we get an influx of uh, all those tournament players that want to stay sharp through the winter. I get it. I get it. Uh, did you happen to watch the video of guy getting thrown out of Guitar Center? My favorite part is when the dude grabs him by the britches in the back. <laughs> yes. And then they <laughs> lift him up and toss him out there. That's great. And I like how you can hear one of the guys say, yeah, that's it. Grab him by the belt. Like it's <laughs> like, like it's kind of like a handle. And then the shoe, the shoe at the end is great. Something about those videos. It's like, you think you know what's happening. And then at the end, there's always some little cherry for the top of it. Do you think he was actually hurt or do you think he was more like being a victim? I think, well, there might be some of that, but I really think when I watched it, I thought, you know, there is an individual that is right at the end of his rope. Pretty close. Yeah. So maybe he's had, maybe that's his rock bottom moment. 
Well, hopefully, I mean, well, you know, and, you know, if we romanticized it a little bit, we'd think that, you know, that's the moment that he decides to pick himself up. He looks back on that moment and decides how stupid he was. Kind of like when you're looking back on your shoplifting moments, when you're talking about that, I was remembering a, a couple different shoplifting incidents that I had when I was a kid and, you know, kind of shaking my head about them. What was your age, the last, the, the oldest you were when you stole? When I stole, uh, we're not talking about hearts right now, right? Right, just like you stole something from someone's store, teenager. So stealing no doubt. somebody's property, I think I was like in the fourteen-year-old range, somewhere there. Right, right. I think that's still in the you. You get a little more wiggle room when you're fourteen. Yeah, but I mean, I remember those. There's two incidents I remember. So. Studio 28 obviously was an iconic place for a long time, and we used to go there to the movies all the time. And next door, at one point, there was a DNW uh, um, grocery store, so we would go over to DNW and get some cheaper snacks to eat at the movies because the movie snacks were expensive. And I grabbed a package of Twizzlers and stuck them under my arm, under my coat, and walked out with them under my arm. And as we're walking back to Studio 28, a manager runs out of the store. He must have witnessed it. And he grabbed me by the shoulder and I turned around and he said, hey, do you got something in your coat? And I had no idea what to do. My, my face turned white and I just stood there for a minute. And for some reason, he just turns around and walks away. And we all kind of look at each other and we bolted. Like, I don't know what just happened here, but let's get the hell out of here. But, I mean, that moment stuck with me. I was like, holy shit, I was that close to being caught. Wow, that's weird that he left you alone. He probably just thought better of it. Like, you know, ah, fuck it. I don't care. I know, and we weren't intimidated at all. I mean, we were 14-year-old kids, and I'm sure we were deer in the headlights when he spun us around like that. So I don't know why he let us go, but you know, I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm thankful for it. Like, maybe I could have learned a better lesson if, uh, if he would have called my parents and shit. Who knows? When my daughter worked retail... If anyone was seen on camera stealing something, you were not allowed to approach them. And that's, of course, year 2020, whatever. Uh, is that, that's a little weird, I think. But they have a policy, and if you get caught trying to stop them, you get fired. See, that's fucked up, man. That's just, that's just letting them do what they want to do for fear of... I don't know for fear of what for persecution or for for uh, injury to the the or putting the uh, right. employees in danger. Well, I don't know, like, but I mean, hats off to the, the the Guitar Center crew. I mean, that's like they had a whole security force there that were ready to deal with that dude, and that's how I prefer to deal with it. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I'm a small business owner. We've got you know over a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory sitting in here, and if somebody's walking out with something, I take that personally. Yeah, have you ever had to follow somebody out when you suspected them of trying to take something? Yeah. Um, well, well, I wasn't there at the time, but it was a former, it was a former location, and somebody grabbed a video game. That we were selling a paintball video game for a while, and a guy grabbed a video game and walked out. And the manager that I had working for me at the time had had uh, knee surgery recently, and he grabbed a hammer and he was gonna, he was gonna uh, uh, break his passenger side window i mean he was going to chase them all he took it personally which is awesome i mean you don't find employees like that at, you know all the time but he he figured that this happened on my watch and he was going to do whatever he could to stop him he wasn't able to stop him the guy got away but a day later the kid's dad brought him back and made him pay for the video game oh awesome. yeah that's awesome i like the uh the idea of as opposed to going after them destroying their car because <laughs> how do you explain that right yeah i mean it's like well okay yeah maybe i did but he also stole my shit so fuck him uh chris asked the question is anybody buried under the outdoor field well i mean uh 
there have been some incidents. Yeah. Um, and of, of course, you uh, were a victim of theft. You had your fucking trailer stolen, for fuck's sake. Yep, yep, that happened um, on Devil's Night. Um, it was before COVID, so I want to say it was 2019. Yeah. On Devil's Night, uh, we got broken into. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. So... <clears throat> So at like 3.30 in the morning, maybe it was 2.30, but it was in the middle of the night, my phone's going off. And I answer it, and it's my security company going, we have some motion in your building. And I'm like, ah, it's probably nothing. It's probably a mouse or something. Don't worry. They're like, do you want us to send the cops? And I was like, no, it's probably nothing. So I try to roll over and go back to sleep, and I lay there thinking, I'm like, you know, what if it's not nothing? Right. And then, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go up there. So I grab my dog and I grab my gun and I get in my truck and I drive up here. It's like a 20 minute drive. And as I'm getting off the highway, the security company calls me again and they say, Hey, we have more motion in the building. And I'm like, Oh shit. And I'm like, well, I'm almost there. I said, will you just stay on the phone with me? They're like, you want to send the cops? I'm like, no, Jeez, not yet. Come on. Stay on the phone with ah, me. Fuck. So, so I drive in, I pull into the parking lot. I don't see nothing going on. I pull around to the side, like the west side of the building, and I shine my lights into like what is now the CQB field over there where the axle is going. Right. I shine my lights in there, and then I pull around to the front of the building. So I get out of the truck. I get my dog. I walk in. I'm looking around, convinced there's nothing going on. Convinced there's nothing. Yeah. Walking around, I drive, walk through the building, walk out back, don't see anything. My dog's not, not uh, interested in anything at all. Come back up, and I'm looking around. And I noticed a brand new gun that was on the wall. One of our brand new paintball guns we had for sale was in a shopping cart in our rental counter room. No reason in the world that that gun would be there. And I'm like, why in the hell is that gun off the wall and in this cart? So I, I check, I check all the doors, nothing, nothing, nothing. Go home, come back in the morning. And as I'm coming back, I call my manager. I'm like, Hey, are you there yet? And he's like, no, not yet. I said, don't go in yet. Let me walk in with me. So he waits, we walk in together and I say something weird happened last night and I'm trying to figure it out. So we come in, we look around, don't really see anything out of the ordinary, except for we had a, for some reason we had a $10 bill sitting on the register and it wasn't in the register and that $10 bill wasn't there anymore. So I'm like, we need to check the security footage. So we start looking at the security footage and we see two guys in the, in the pro shop. They walk up towards the front door. And there's a, a, like the one light we had on comes across the guy's chest just below his face. So he couldn't make out his face. But then you see the moment that they tripped the alarm and then they, they bust out of there. And that was like four minutes before I pulled into my truck. Wow. So I almost, I almost walked in and caught him red handed. And I tell you what, I didn't realize how lucky I was, but you know, I had a gun on me and even if I'm completely in the right in that situation, my life changes at that moment. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Holy shit. The lesson learned is uh, if the alarm goes off, fucking let the, yeah, send the cops. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know why I didn't. I guess I didn't want to bother them or something. But, you know, now that I see how close I was to having an actual interaction face-to-face with somebody that was in my building in the middle of the night, now it's like, okay, if that happens again, the first thing I'm doing is sending the cops there. Rick, uh, I also inform you that I want to talk about the Biden document scandal, which I touched on a little bit yesterday. Um, okay. Where's your brain on this? Are, are we really surprised that politicians are corrupt? I mean, at this point, <laughs> well, you know, I, I just feel like it's such a game. It's such a game. And they're almost like our version of royalty. You got billionaires that run for our office. They go up there, they make all the rules for us. We got to deal with all these rules. And oh, by the way, they're doing whatever they can to sidestep those rules. Well, I think that what's crazy about this is when the whole Trump thing uh, thing unfolded, 
Biden was the one leading the charge saying, I am disgusted. I cannot believe he did this. I mean, that's, that's always makes it worse when you are show, when it is proven that, wait a minute, you did the exact same thing. You know what I mean? That means that but everything. I feel like that, that's almost the rule these days. They have such a witch hunt against each other. They spend so much time trying to smear the other side in our two-party system that they don't really try to get anything done. They just want to make themselves, Correct. Kind of prop themselves up by pushing the other side down. Correct. And so, in my opinion, it's so counterproductive. So basically, the people that are in office on the Republic in the House of Representatives now, they're so pissed off. That's all they want to do. They just want you know, uh, something to happen on that side of the aisle rather than, and I think it would be in any circumstance, that's what everyone is doing. No one's actually doing their job of actually trying to better our lives through, um, political measures, uh, passing laws, passing bills, trying to, you know, fund this fund that it's all about fucking the other guy in the ass. Right. Right. And you know, we got, we got to deal with all of it. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, we, we get the, we hope, we hope to get some type of benefit from the policies that they pass, but ultimately, you know, we're kind of forgotten and they just want to bash, bash on each other and spend all our money doing it, man. It's, it's a frustrating system. I don't, I don't feel like it's operating the way it needs to be operating. I feel it's really, really corrupt. And I don't know how we get out of the cycle. You know, I mean, it's a vicious cycle. Wouldn't it be exceptional? I think one way would be as if an independent candidate, not a libertarian, an independent candidate with no party affiliation somehow had the charisma to win favor, to get funding, to get votes, to win. And then no party affiliation, basically just doing what's best for the people of the United States uh, on uh, a case-by-case scenario. I think that's a great idea. I I can support that. I'll get behind that. Or No, that's a terrible idea. I'm not going to support that. I, I agree, uh, but I feel like that that's like a, a utopian movie that's set 50 years in the future. You know what I mean? I just I feel like there's got to be some. We've got to crash before we can come out of it. I think. Right. People are are, are getting rich off of the current system, and that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a big part of the problem. Yeah, um, we're, we're we're fighting over the crumbs over here. You know. I'm still uh, gathering people for the uh, paintball war, which I decided to call the winter whack off. Um, I posted that on Facebook and I went with paintball war number 21. I was looking at high teens, low twenties, depending on the outcome, but the, the tarantula farmer just called in sick. He's sick as fuck. So I am still trying to, I'm actually calling people individually. Hey, I need, let's play paintball. Let's play paintball. So uh, I'm still working very, very tirelessly to try to get that. The prizes we have, in addition to the, um, uh, cornhole boards, that you are giving away uh, randomly to a winning team member. Uh, A&E heating and cooling tune-up for the furnace. Irvine's auto repair is giving prizes. I have a pair of Griffin's tickets. I have a pair of Grand Rapids gold tickets. So, so there's going to be a lot of shit to give away at that Sunday, uh, 5 p.m. So if people want to come on out, um, there you go. You don't, hell, you can let me know or you can just surprise me. I don't give a shit. Uh, 5 p.m. at TC Paintball. Well, people need to know that, you know, whether we have, we've had really big crowds for these, we've had modest crowds for these, but regardless of the size of the crowd, I feel like 
all the players have a really good time. You know, even the ones that are a little bit apprehensive have shown up several times. So it's not like they get shot one time and, feel, and realize it's not for them. It's a good time for all involved. I mean, we get a lot of adrenaline going. We have some laughs. We we uh, we dig on each other a little bit. We eat some pizza from BC Pizza. And, I mean, at the end of the night, I think we walk away, you know, uh, with uh, all in a good mood because we had a good time. So I think that's what we need, really need to focus on. And I don't really care how big the crowd is. I mean, I enjoy the small crowds just like I do the big crowds. Um, I, I just I think it's a good time. And, you know, from my perspective, it's something that I'm immersed in all the time. When I get to share that with somebody else and kind of share the adrenaline that we that we get to have when we uh, we participate, I, 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 I get a lot out of just sharing that. So I, uh, I always think we're going to have a good time. Did you win any uh, fantasy football leagues? Now, I only, I really only focus on one, and I'm thinking about playing more. You know, my fantasy football league started in 1992, and right. I have most of the same people in it. So we're, you know, we're uh, 30 years into it right now. So we have all the same buddies kind of talking shit with each other. And I've tried multiple leagues in the past, but inevitably I always focus on one, and then the other ones are kind of forgotten. And it's hard for me to have a player that I own in one league, but then playing against that same player in another league. So it's like, how do you, how do you really focus on that? And really, you know, I'm a big, you know, I, I feel like I got to root for my guys and how do I root for a guy right, and, right. and then root against them somewhere else. So I only focus on that league. I made the playoffs. I ended up seven and seven. I made the playoffs and lost in the first round. And I had a lot of shuffling to do. I had a lot of players that were injured right, that right. were high picks for me Damn. and in just duds. I had Stafford, I had uh, Cooper cup. Um, so I was pretty happy with ended up seven, seven and making the playoffs, but I didn't pull any money off. Um, so the lions finished speaking of football finished very strong this year. And uh, a lot of people are uh, excited about the following year. Do you think we'll be let down next year? Or do you think that they have are going to put uh, more distance between success and the same old Lions scenario? Look, I'm a longtime Lions fan. You know, my basically my entire uh, my entire life was since I got interested in football. I'm also a football fan. I coach my son's team. I uh, I, I, I I like to, to devise new plays and stuff, and and, uh, and I like the X's and O's of it. So I, I've been immersed in football in a lot, for a long time. Um, huge Lions fan for a long time. I consider Barry Sanders the best player to ever play. Um, love those years. But I've been disappointed a lot in the past. So I am absolutely optimistic with everything that's going on with the Lions, which is very interesting because when they traded Hawkinson, I felt like they were giving up on the season. Right, and, right. you know, I, I had tickets to a game a few weeks later, and I'm like, man, are we going to go see them just kind of lay down? I want to see them competitive. Right. It didn't turn out that way. No. It turned out a lot better, and it turns out they knew what they were doing because Brock Wright stepped up. Um, so I'm really, really optimistic, but also constantly in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, you know, you've been optimistic in the past and it has absolutely not worked out so i really hope they don't take half the season to get going next year i'm uh, looking forward to you know some positive moves in the offseason including the draft and i just hope that they continue the momentum because they have a lot of it right now yeah i'm, I'm right there with you measured but excited i don't want to be too freaked out about um about them uh, and then get let down but it's awesome, man. It's awesome to have the whole league talk about them. It's awesome to be like, man, we're, everyone's like, man, I'm glad the Lions didn't make the playoffs. They're on a roll. Like, it's, man, it's so cool right. to, to be fans of a team like that. Maybe it's so cool because we're just not used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're so excited about a 9-8 and eight season, but it, it seems like it was there was so much success that was that was to be had that season. It was, it was a lot of fun. I hope we get more of it next year. There was one publication that um, at the end of the regular season – 
posted the uh, power rankings. And, of course, there's 14 teams in both conferences that make the playoffs. Though the Lions not in the playoffs, these uh, one publication had them as the eighth best team in the league, which means better than six of the playoff teams. You know, like the Tampas, the Seattles, teams like that. So I thought that was fucking cool, you know, to have them uh, higher rank than a lot of playoff teams this year. For sure, and it's kind of bittersweet, you know, because the shitty-ass Buccaneers make the playoffs because they were the best of the shitty teams in their division. Yeah. So, you know, it, the way that the conferences break down, and once they split into from three um, divisions in your conference to four, you know, it kind of it kind of amplified that a little bit, you know, when you separate those teams. Um, but it, it's kind of bittersweet because I feel like we are, you know, we. It's not a we, it's them, but I like to consider it a we. Right. It, it, I feel like it's a, it's a we're better than them. Um and, you know, it's a long season, so we're better at the end when, you know, when we have the momentum. But, you know, you go into that next season, you expect your good team to be perfect, and they, they, a lot of times they're not. Yeah. So it takes a while to kind of settle into the season. So, you know, those first two weeks I always consider kind of flukes. But as that season kind of goes on and builds momentum, I hope uh, I hope they're making the right moves and playing well. Rick, you're awesome. Thanks for talking to me, and I will see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you then. All right, buddy. See ya. There you go. Rick from TC Paintball joining us for Trigger Time with Rick. Uh, I was keeping my eye on Daisy Dew over there behind me. I thought she was going to go into, like, uh, lick mode on Bruce. She stopped that, thank God, and now Bruce is absolutely sleeping on his back with both front paws in the air. That does not look comfortable. Okay, so still throwing it out there. TC Paintball, Sunday. Uh, you heard, Rick, if uh, this is something that you, sometimes when you just play the game, you're like, hey, I can do this again. I think I want to buy a gun. Um, don't make the mistake of just going online and buying any stupid thing. Go to TC Paintball, try the gun out. And then, welcome to the hobby, the fun, fun hobby, more than a hobby, of paintball. Probably the biggest success story concerning that would be our pal Mitch and his family. They are, uh, and, and the Terry Emo family. Uh, they are, they're all in. I mean, it's like, a, it's like a, a way of life for these people now. So awesome. Thank you, Rick from TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Tyler says, I still have a mark from my point blank shot last time. Yeah, I forgot about that. He got shot from like one inch away. Amy says, shoot your friends and family without killing them. You should show up. I would love to see some people who have not participated in the past participate i see joe martinez right there joe you should bring your handsome son-in-laws in fact i'm going to send you a text right now just in case you're not listening right now joe martinez where are you joe the fuck is wrong with me anyway i'll do it later 
Um, there you go. Thank you, TC Paintball. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. Get your vehicle repaired at Irvine's. Trusted source. Early bird drop-off. Late bird pickup. Unbelievable Google reviews on their website. E-R Vines. E-R Vines. All one word. Irvines.com. All the Google reviews are there from people who don't have a podcast talking about how amazing of work that they do. The best. The best in West Michigan and surrounding areas. They're on uh, just off of 44th Street, a few blocks east of 131. Side street called Stafford. Thank you, Irvine's. Bosco's Pub. I reached out to Doug um, just the other day from Bosco's. And I said the magic words. Because you know I love to find my way around a kitchen. I said, Doug, I think I want to work there. Just a day or two a week, I want to be on the grill. I said, I don't care about how much money I make. I just want to be in that setting. It sounds fun to me. So I may be making the burgers and boscadillas. Now, Doug is not the easiest guy to get a hold of. So I said, when do I start? But I think that would be just awesome. Listen to his voice. Hello, you've reached cell phone and Doug for now. Sorry, I can't take it. Oh, you read the phone. The guy, you've probably seen him. He uh, is a weightlifter. He's massive. You can actually hear, hear the steroids in his voice. He rides around town on a motorcycle. No helmet. Wearing Zubaz. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Let's get into the catastrophe that is Odell Beckham Jr. My God. Speaking of throwing people out, uh, there was a moment in time right around Thanksgiving when he was on a plane sitting in first class and they said, um, hey, plane's getting ready to take off. Would you fasten your seatbelt? And he ignored the flight attendant. So she asked him like half a dozen times. And he wouldn't do it. So that ignoring all that, they can't leave until that happens. He won't do it. They end up calling the police. This is the, uh, gives you an idea of how fucked up in the head some people are. The entitlement. I shouldn't have to. Even though you're telling me, I'm not going to do it. So the police are like, okay, uh, I hate to tell you this, sir, but uh, the past, the captain has requested you have to leave the plane. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to show you the news, the news story about this, and then I'm going to go over one of the key points in the actual video. Um, this is um, police body cam footage. Um, and by the way, he, he performed, of course, very well for the Rams last year, and then he got hurt. So, uh, now he's looking for a new team. Kyle says he's still looking for a team. You got to pay him first before he works out because he's not injured. That's what, I guess, one of the things he wants he's asking for. 
Audio check. Video check. Here we go. Now a new video just released of NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. The day he was removed from... By the way, look at the first class on this plane. Uh, I've never seen that before. That looks awesome. The each, it's like a, each spot is like a cubicle. A flight out of Miami. Police body camera video shows the moments when officers addressed Beckham after flight attendants say the star receiver refused to follow instruction. Local 10's Glenna Milberg is live at Miami International Airport with the exclusive. Glenna. Flight 1228 to L.A. is what the flight was when all this incident happened. This was Thanksgiving weekend. And in the following days, Team OBJ tried to set the narrative Team for OBJ. the reports that came. But this police body-worn camera that we've obtained, this is a... Yeah, I think they said, oh, yeah, he was just sleeping and he has a hard time waking up. That's what they, that's what they chalked it up to. Time look under the curtain of that spin. Miami-Dade officers called to the departing flight, knew which passenger the crew was calling belligerent, not buckling up. NFL wide receiver Odell Beckham was on the phone. Okay, he just looks like a cock. Can I speak to you for a second? 9.30, that's Sunday morning after Thanksgiving, Beckham said he was sleeping hard, tired from traveling, told the crew he'd been clubbing. Do you know how many times he's taken him to put his seatbelt on and he can wear I mean, you don't want him to fly. That's a decision that you guys are going to have to make. Unfortunately, it's not our decision. Two officers, Beckham downplays the actions that prompted the captain to return to the gate and order him off the plane. He stays seated, learning his actions will force everyone else to deplane. We're going to have to deplane everyone. I've never understood that. Uh, can someone explain to me why if you have an asshole... They have to take every single passenger off the plane. That doesn't make sense. Just get up and get off. That shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do that. I've never understood that one. Put on this plane and then you're still going to get off. That's fine. Beckham watched and was on his phone while everyone around him had to pack up and get off. When one of them said something, he... Un this uh, old guy in the red here said something to Beckham and he didn't like it. Loaded. In a police powwow down the Officers forecast the finger pointing and media circus to come. Once I got everybody off, then we see the second subject to trespass on the warning. If not, if I can get him off peacefully. They finally escorted him off solo. First reporting, he seemed sick. His attorneys first blamed the crew. He himself later tweeted, comedy hour. Though the body-worn cameras never did show anyone laughing. Ah, yeah. American Airlines had decided to deny him reboarding, deny him rebooking. We're not quite sure how he got to L.A., but all the other passengers did reboard, and they left about two hours late. I'm Glenna Milberg, live at the airport. Okay. So this guy's an asshole. Uh, this is a key moment in the body cam footage when the other passenger makes a snarky remark to him, and he doesn't like that. The crew, the, the captain's the one that makes the final decision. Right now, for whatever reason, they're asking you to leave. We're going to rebook you on the next flight. And I don't like this. the cops so nice to him. Just like, hey, dude, get off the plane. You and they're they're being so professional. It's like too professional. Cops shouldn't. If they're going to be uh, very stern with the general public, be very stern with Odell Beckham Jr. The cops should walk in and say, 
Unfortunately for you, you were asked to leave. You have to get up now. And then that's it. And then maybe give him a little time to get his things together. He's going to huff and puff. Get off the plane. And if not, throw that motherfucker off the plane. Okay, well, this what's going to While it's moving. As soon as I get off, you can do whatever you gotta do. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to deplane everybody on this plane, and then you're still gonna get off. That's fine. Okay. What I'm saying is, I would be less addicted about what's Hey, he's he's not speaking very loud. I can't really tell what he's saying. We're gonna have to go through that process, and then we're gonna ask you, okay? Hi, much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Ever in my life, get off the plane for you. Okay, so someone said something to him, and now he's lecturing that guy. Specifically, you. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. Oh, what a dick. He just said, you're going to wait 40 minutes like because they're doing the deep plane thing. I'm going to be at a private plane home. What an asshole. Yeah, I will. Off the plane for a second. Yeah, I bet. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. What a cock. Don't mean nothing to me, bro. Got like up. I'm sorry. All you had to do was wake me up. What an entitled fucking man brat. This is what happens. When you let your kids play sports and they get good at it and then everything, the world opens up to them where everyone wants to kiss the kid's ass and the mom and dad aren't there to keep it in check, you know, to teach the kid about humility or anything like that, how to act in public, how to behave. That's fucking sickening. What an asshole. Kyle Kyle writes this is one example of where BLM needs to step aside and let the cops do their quote thing (laughs) you asshole fuck Amy brings up a great point if he can afford a private plane why isn't he flying it from the get go that would have been a wonderful thing to say. Well, yeah, but you're you're here. You're on you and I are in the same area of the plane. You're no better than me, and I'm a fat fuck. And you're a guy without an NFL team. Cole says he he seems to have it together. Definitely won't be broke anytime soon. God. You know if you're as, as good of an athlete as he is. And you can't find a team, you know, it's just a fucking asshole. Before him, there was Ocho Cinco. Before Ocho Cinco, there was Terrell Owens. Okay? These people are assholes. They don't know how to act. My God. All right. Uh, Bear with me here. Look at that. What you're seeing is my show under my, with 
this is like I'm going to be doing a show for Compound Media. This is what it will look like. I just had this made the other day, and it just popped into my head that I got to test it. Ah, there we go. I'll be doing a show coming up with the folks from Compound. And they said to me, they go, hey, we like it, what you're doing, but can you make a background that's more specific to us? I said, yeah, absolutely. So there we go. Sorry. Um, all right. I got to go pee, and then we're going to go around the radio dial. So don't go anywhere. Okay, let's go round radio dial, radio dial, radio dial. Let's go round radio dial and hear a lot of shit. Let's go round radio dial, radio dial, radio dial. No, I don't need a heavenly home. Sounds nice. A place beyond the clouds with everyone. Should feel good. And and participating in in conversations where uh-huh. you know trust is built and no. Okay. Crystal went into the den. Oh, Steve Harvey. And she recalibrated my connection to my receiver and the television screen. And all of a sudden, pictures that had been off for months showed up on my screen because she recalibrated the connection that I had lost. I had a screen, I had a receiver. But just because you have a receiver and have a screen doesn't mean you get the picture. Amen. God has programming for heavenly places that he wants to bring into our earthly existence. You have the receiver, but if you are a fleshly-minded Christian, you're not plugged into the receiver, and you won't get the picture to show up for the guidance and governance of your life. Just because you possess the anointing don't mean you're experiencing the anointing mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is i had all this programming ready to come my way but because i didn't have it connected right is right i couldn't see yeah, what yeah. they were trying to program to me god has programming for your life programming for your thoughts programming for your family programming for your finances programming for your job programming for your mental well-being programming for your Programming for programming for programming for this is weird. This is weird. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, The two chapter he says, to them, he says to them, Here's what I want you to do. If you want the anointing wow, to be turned weird. on and turned up. Revealed. So there's a whole lot of. I believe that I am home in your hands. I wanted to leave it there. 
Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty suspect when uh, people are coming up with other ways to treat COVID, the hydroxychloroquine or the... Uh, oh, I like this. And immediately uh, those drugs get pulled. You can't get them. And uh, I was like, why? You know, I've oh, maybe I don't. Around. It was it was the drug of the year, the drug of the decade, uh, way back when. <laughs> yeah. It's been around since Ivermectin the was the drug of the decade, um, so we got to treat COVID them, with it. Uh, to be safe. And uh, yet all You can dive into the action with a 100% deposit match up to 1,000. Win. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent. But then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes. I'm going to jump ahead to Puddin. Stay big money. Hey, 15 Get out on this West Michigan Live with Justin Barkley on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 This is the show they want me to produce. I got a free-for-all Friday after this. You don't have to go through yet another year with that knee pain or back pain. Oh, what the fuck was that? chronic joint pain are getting real lasting relief from QC Kinetics. That was one of those things where they say, this is Steve Kelly, by the way. They say, all right, now it's back for Puddin' the Puddin' Show. And he's all fried. Hey, we're going to be back. And then they play more commercials. Restoring damaged tissue. Top coat and it flooded. Heart 97 LAP. The, like the phonograph end of you know that trophy. It's got the old school record player with the yeah. phonograph. Yeah, it's got that in one hand, and then the the rest of the blunted statue there. Yep, there it is. Lady Annabellum, artist producer, best country album, 2010. Need you now. That person, <laughs> they probably have a lot of those. Busted. <laughs> this oh text to Kelly. How dare you compare Meyer to Walmart, Miss Duke's cheese or whatever that is you like? Duke's mayonnaise. It's the best mayonnaise. I, I like Meyer. Meyer's fine. Meyer is better than Walmart. Four weeks. It is. It's a scale up. Part of you. Uh, okay. yeah, one more thing. <laughs> on the way next. The other. And what did you learn? That's all coming up. It is the Free Beer and Outwings show. Free Beer and Hot Wings may not play your song requests, but Jenna will. The and she'll talk through her nose. There's a real phenomena that's going around where, um, uh, Grand Rapids women on the radio talk through their noses. Hello? Oh, no. Are you still podcasting? You know what time I podcast at. I never know what time you finish. It's always 10, sometimes later. So you are? Yes, ma'am. Oh, well, you just call me when you're done then. Is it about the Zamboni? Yes. Well, yeah, you texted me during the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I ignored it because I'm, you know, doing the show. You texted me at like 8.05 or 8.10. Now, you may not know the time I finish, but I know you know the time I start. Well, yeah, I texted you while you are podcasting. I knew that. But then I thought that but you have a habit of when you're done podcasting, not responding. So I was just going to call you anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the answer to your question is those Zamboni rides are full usually months in advance. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that's okay. Okay. 
Uh, do you want to say anything to anybody? You good to go? I'm good. Does Justin want to play paintball Sunday? Ooh, I'll ask him. You should play too. Well, what time? 5 p.m. Oh, okay. We can have family lunch and then go to paintball. Okay, we can do that. Okay, good. I just don't want to get hurt. You won't get hurt. Just put on a couple layers. <laughs> You'll love it. A lot of a lot of ladies play. Will there be food? Pizza. Yay. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Yeah. During the show, she texts me. I'm like, well, I, I can't really deal with that right now. So then she calls during the show. Hey, this is Tana of 87. This is Tana of 87. TNT. And then that chick, Laura, from the put not not the pudding show, the Big Joe show. He doesn't talk through her nose. McCormick doesn't talk through her nose. So you have to interrupt. Yeah, they were throwing down. So you have to interrupt. Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so? I gotta have you sign this slip, and I, here's your food. Who comes oh, to the door? What? Um, woman answers the door. There's gonna be some laughs Completely coming up under a blanket. that sound like this. So she's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I did not three times. Uh, I'm just seeing you. Push it. Push it. Push it. No, that's, that's kind of why. Turn the music off. Oh, turn the music off. Shut the... No, hey, all right, so listen. No. So you knock on the door. She comes. And then does she... Are there words exchange? What? She clearly knew that I could hear everything, so she just kind of goes, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Did you bring me the meat lover's yeah, sub? I'm sorry. It's okay. You open the door, and the heat from the apartment hit oh, me from what was going on Apparently, there. you don't need this sub. Feel yourself. Right. Having the tube stay. Oh, my God. I mean, wrapped up in a blanket, answers the door. This show is and, funnier I mean, than us. Um, and I'm just like. Freebird and Hot Wings. Okay. I mean, you, clearly, you're it's not even trying to hide what's going. You didn't go with right. clothes on to answer the door. Uh Take my take the food, sign the slip. I'll leave. Sorry, I interrupted. You don't know what you're gonna get when you're walking up to someone's house. You don't. Visit. You're about to read. Oh my God! This is that song about Clapton's kid. I don't know how he's even even able to perform this song, but considering the subject matter is the passing of his child. You know, seriously, that's the uh, ultimate nightmare. And, and it wasn't like the kid died of illness. The kid fell out of a skyscraper, for fuck's sake. Jesus. I don't know how that even happened. Jesus Christ. Where are you this weekend? So I am going to be at a brand new Mojo in the Morning show client. Um, it's called Essential Elements oh, Wellness. No. It's on Deer Street in Plymouth. I'm going to be there from noon until two tomorrow. And They've we're got an effect on their IV voice. On that campground. And of course, this is a, some great uh, conservative well. pudding. Yeah, I was just looking at your list here of, uh, of folks that are going to be 
Okay, you uh, got uh, coming. Matt DiPerno. Freedom in a can. What, what's that all about? These guys are, are enthusiasts that uh, share their journey, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. They've been 10 years living uh, full-time RVing. Uh, and they love it. They've got a blog and a and an online presence. And they freedom love and freedom and, and they're patriots. They, this uh, summer, they took a trip to Alaska, and they'll be making a presentation on how you can do it too. That's one of those trips that people dream about, uh, and they had a great time on that. All right. They're also uh, doing this shit. three other seminars. One about how to set your unit up. All right, we. Uh, okay, uh, when I reached. We crawl to the finish line on uh, another edition of Around the Radio. Okay. Uh, a lot happening today on Patreon. You will see the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast audio. You will see the Lost Zane recordings. You will have the Patreon bonus podcast. All coming up today alone on Patreon. Tomorrow. Uh, who are these Zanes will publish on Patreon, the audio, on Saturday morning. Saturday at midnight. Then, during the day Saturday, uh, I will be on Big 101.3. Some sweet voice tracks. And I am recording... A new edition of Who Are These Podcasts with Carl. That will be published on the follow. Well, the day after on Sunday, the audio podcast. Uh, Who Are These Podcasts? Uh, I'm reviewing um, a show called The Viral Podcast, which is that fat chick who uh, dresses up like a hillbilly. I forgot her name. She's a comedian. So we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to review Chad Zumach. Always fun to review Chad Zumach's shit show. I'm on Big 101.3 starting at 6 p.m. Big Fraud Zane on Big 101.3. I love that. Something about the Trump thing. Uh, it, it happened organically on that show when he did, when he called me Big Fraud Zane. And now the idea of him referring to Diana, the queen of the forest, as the queen of the underworld, queen of the wasteland, queen of the multiverse. It's just fucking gold. My God. Love having Trump on the show. Okay. Let me just talk about this. A&E heating and cooling. Joe Martinez... Uh, I, I, Joe Martinez, you and the boys come to paintball. That will be so. You don't even have to play, Joe. The boys can play. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Call up. You need the uh, furnace serviced once a year. You should see uh, that handsome devil, Joe Martinez, twice a year. Once for the furnace, once for the AC. Do not screw around with this because... You know, I mean, seriously, you look at the, uh, the those two pieces of equipment, dirty business. The furnace inside of the house is all dusty and full of shit and soot and nightmarish dust that uh, messes up all of the important parts of that mechanism. Have it tuned, have it clean. And then the AC, 
Oh, my God. All of those um, the little shit that uh, uh, flies through the air with the uh, when the dandelions are flying through and it, it, it gets coated onto the side of your AC, all those uh, uh, fine little metal fins, they end up getting blocked. He's going to tune that thing up when the weather warms up. But uh, these are things you don't want to neglect, for God's sake. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. I love the fact that he can take a look at your furnace or your ac and say you've got this many years left in this thing he's such a fucking guru he can actually use a hvac crystal ball and tell you how much life you have on your unit and so you can start planning to replace it when he does install he's going to put in a comfort maker brand of furnace and air conditioners though those are hands down um, according to consumer reports the number one uh, products uh, in the world You'll act like you're, I mean, what you're, you're paying for his service, it won't seem like it. He's cheaper than everybody else. Get two other estimates, then get him. He'll beat him. You shouldn't go to any other H, uh, HVAC uh, proprietor than Joe. You, sh- you, sh- you, sh- you should go to Joe. I sound drunk. I sound like fucking Lisa Marie. Jesus, that's a terrible joke. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Yes, too soon to say I sound like Lisa Marie. She's been dead for hours, for fuck's sake. You can't say you sound like Lisa Marie, you asshole. Thank you to Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, 231-332-6505. Uh, If you need a refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, anywhere in the U.S., call Mario, 231-332-6505. Again, from anywhere in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. When it comes to flooring, I want you to have Bennett Flooring Installation install the flooring, 616-318-0167 in West Michigan. Call Bennett Flooring Installation. The flooring I want you to install. Everybody's trying to get a hold of me, apparently. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Go to the discount outlet and bang on their door. It's cheaper at the discount outlet. <clears throat> Excuse me. They buy massive quantities of flooring. You go in, you bring your pickup, you leave with the flooring. It's cheaper than everybody else because they buy so much of it. Mention my name. Save 10%. Please mention my name when you talk to any one of the sponsors of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And batting last in the order, my friends at Blue Frost IT. I love Blue Frost IT. Knowing that I have my little old show has its own IT department is absolutely fantastic. You can have that type of luxury too for just a few bucks a month. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. 616-200-8550. Now, we have to settle on the asshole of the day. By the way, I made my predictions on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. 
uh, for this year, this coming year. Ben and I both made our predictions. Uh, I'll say this. I don't know if Kenny had a chance to watch the live Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. He wasn't in the audience yesterday. Um, but one of his Ben's predictions, Kenny, I'll have you know, is that you are going to meet and have a long, a long relationship for this year. I don't, that that must have struck him somehow. And it it wasn't even met with snark. Like no one like, no one made fun of it. I know I didn't. Somebody might have been thinking it, but so that was one of his predictions. I don't want to tell you mine. You must go to uh, patreon.com and sign up to actually hear the predictions. I'll eventually reveal them on this show, but that was a Patreon thing yesterday. Our predictions uh, for this year. Uh, last year, I did strike gold on the on the Joe prediction about he would no longer be on. This was his last year on the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. 2022 was his last year. And uh, the year was getting a little long in the tooth, but I, of course, was right on that. I had three more premonitions that you must hear. Today's asshole of the day. Hmm. We had a health update. We talked about the passing of Lisa Marie. Uh, hilarity at the house. I'm going to have to go with. No, I can't. I can't. I was going to go with Diana because of the, the, the cheese incident and leaving the bathroom door unlocked. But then I, uh, I was reminded of the, about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. That is your, that's your asshole today right there. Holy fuck. Who else is it going to be? For his behavior on the airplane. I hope you agree. Okay, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, more coming up on the Patreon bonus podcast. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.